0: got issues of nintendo power to talk about it's an escapade a chronological journey through the north american super nintendo library with a few pit stops along the way we play them briefly we judge them harshly we rank them that is pretty much all you need to know i am steampunk link i am emmy zero and uh i like what you did there i i get it that was fun Thank, thank you thank you thank you and uh it's just the two of us today um we had uh we 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 almost had some guests lined up but they had to, they they had a bail out for family things you know it it
1: happens you know it, you know I I think for this one it's kind of for the best I don't know that there's a lot of meat on these bones this time i'm gonna be honest
0: with y'all yeah i mean i think the meat that is there we have already picked clean because uh yeah mario all-stars is on the cover and we just did three freaking episodes about mario all-stars not too uh-huh. long ago so uh, uh yeah we've already given pretty extensive coverage to
1: several of the featured games in this this issue uh, so this is nintendo power this is september 1993 uh, Mario All Stars on the cover. And um, I think that uh, they were in the middle of one of those good old, good old gaming droughts when they were putting together this magazine because there are multiple uh, multi page spreads about things like the Game Boy Felix the Cat game in this.
0: So. Yes, that classic character Felix the Cat. That everybody loves. The loved by millions. Yes. But anyway, before we get into any of that, uh, we need to go throw things over to, to a friend of ours, Newsy. What was happening in in the real world? It's September 1993. The Good Son starring Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood debuts and goes on to cross over $44 Mariah Carey is back on top of the charts with Dream Lover. And it's a big month for TV as we see the debuts of popular shows Lois and Clark, The X-Files, Frasier, and Animaniacs. Back to you, Emmy Zero and Steampunk Link. Thank you, Newsy, and uh, who the good son with uh, Macaulay Culkin and um Frodo. Uh, Shoot, what's Frodo? His? It,
1: it's Elijah Elijah Wood. Uh, okay, Elijah yes. Wood. Thank you, thank uh, you. With the big big eyes.
0: Yes, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but upsetting movie. It like I've never seen that one. Yeah, dark movie, creepy, unpleasant. It, it's.
1: I, I feel like anything with, like, imperiled children and, like, fundamentally evil children is, is is pretty upsetting. He's not even, like, a devil-possessed kid or something. He's just, like, a little sociopath, right? Exactly,
0: yeah. That, I think that's what's the scariest yeah. thing about it. Um, but, hey, you know what's not is unpleasant is uh all these tv shows that came out we got Frasier. well x files can be unpleasant at times but yeah it, in a fun way though in a fun like way a, yeah
1: you know, you know spooky haunted house fun.
0: yeah crazy conspiracy theory fun Before, when that was still yeah. fun when yeah. conspiracy theories were fun and not you know what they are now yeah. but uh yeah i still go back and watch fraser fraser's a very cozy show for me yeah it's a good it's a
1: really good quality uh 90s sitcom uh, I, there's not that many of those I would want to go back and rewatch, but that, that's absolutely one that, uh, always, always feels pretty good to me whenever I watch it. And, um, of course we've also got Animaniacs, which, um, you know, uh, great, great show. Uh, you know, I think in large part still holds up. I, I never saw that reboot they did a couple years ago, but, uh, I, I heard that was fine. Yeah. I-, I loved the variety in the old Animaniacs, though, like just the, the number of different characters, different, you know, types of shorts they would do. And
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I really liked Animaniacs. I did like that revival a little bit disappointed that the revival did not include a lot like honestly, like most of the characters from uh from The old show, like they the, still had the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, but a lot of the other characters did not come through. Uh, which I mean, in a way, I can kind of understand. Like, maybe I mean, look, good, good
1: Feathers was probably not gonna, there probably wasn't a whole lot of you know room for that one.
0: Yeah, I don't know how well a, a Goodfellas parody works in a modern context for, for kids, <laughs> but uh, and and also, you know, honestly, like the whole like. Buttons and Mindy like it's a dog trying to protect a kid and getting you know like the crap beat out of it for I hate
1: the Buttons and Mindy
0: cartoons yeah honestly I'm like I never liked those yeah, not sad to see those go um uh Rita and Runt I would have liked to see come back but I could also probably hard to make like a short musical every single time you need to produce an episode so
1: probably probably um I really I feel like um Slappy Slappy the Squirrel really is like the one that should have come back like I think she was like one of the best recurring segments on the show yeah I am Uh, disappointed that
0: Slappy did not come back yeah she would have been really good that's uh, that's '90s sitcom talk. That'll be our next podcast that we yeah. do when we're done with this one, uh, eventually, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not actually promising that. No,
1: probably not that <laughs> one. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, so folks, um, before we get into the magazine proper, we do have a couple of things I want to talk about really fast. First thing is, uh, <sighs> I'm back on Twitter. So if you want to contact me or whatever, you can do that on Twitter now. Again. Uh, not thrilled about it, but Instagram, it turns out, is not a great place for networking and contacting folks. So what are you going to do? However, um, I like as of this morning, I actually have a follower. Um, people have not been following me back, probably because they're just like, oh, hey, I, I already follow that guy. What's going on? I, so, uh-huh. hey, um, if you haven't followed me yet, uh, please follow me back because uh, I've only as of this morning, uh, Play Comics uh, followed me back. Thank you, Chris, uh, for that my my first follower now for the 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 new twitter era but um Uh (laughs) but yes it really is me it really is me with the 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 phantom mask from mario 2 but done in um uh anarcho-communist colors so yeah that's me um and uh the other thing oh the other thing i wanted to talk about actually need to get this out there before i forget our last episode did have uh, some conversation starting about where we placed Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Super Mario All-Stars on the list. We had some folks oh, okay. um, thinking that maybe those two ought to be swapped. And uh, I, I d- Interesting. Yeah, I don't think we're going to talk about it today, but I did want to make sure that we had that out there. Um, uh, one of the people suggesting that uh, uh, the last real playa alive, who's always got some very, very, very nice things to say about our show. Um, and, and I have... Uh, Interacted with on Instagram uh, quite a few times. Cool guy. Um, got the conversation rolling. It, it, somebody suggested that, like, um, that maybe getting Street Fighter 2 Turbo in the state that it was on the Super Nintendo was, uh, you know, maybe more of a feat than, you know, updating, you know, some some uh, Super NES, or, uh, sorry, some NES games to the Super NES. And, yeah like... I I can kind of see that. Okay. I think there's a good argument there. Um, The other thing, you know, that had Mm -hmm. me thinking is like, well, what are these two games trying to do? One of them's trying to be like, you know, a good representative package of like, here's the Mario games. And the other one is trying to bring an arcade game, a really classic, well-known arcade game to home consoles. Well, a really
1: cutting-edge arcade game for the time too, right? Uh, Well, maybe not cutting-edge, but a really kind of like, you know a big draw for the arcades for sure. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And you know, yeah. and I it guess it had me questioning like which one does what it's trying to do better. Um, so, you right. know, and,
1: that's a good yeah, point. So maybe,
0: you know, there's an argument there. Uh, I think we will probably address that maybe in, you know, an upcoming episode. Uh, uh, I, I think we will probably have enough to talk about, you know, with this magazine today, uh, to keep us from getting into it. But I wanted to throw that out there that, you know, like, uh, everybody who's been, you know, uh, the folks have been contacting me on Instagram about it. I, I, I hear you. Um, I think you've got some good points and we will talk about it. So eventually.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. Um, that'll be an interesting conversation. And uh, yeah, I think there might be some There there's there's definitely some some good points in there. So um, cool. Well, uh, what do you say we uh, go ahead and jump into this thing?
0: Let's jump into this thing and it's speaking of Mario All-Stars. Uh hey, here we go again. We got Mario All-Stars on the cover, Lost Levels Havoc. We got um pretty good on model Mario running away from a poisonous mushroom. Um Mario just, you know, he doesn't know why this is all happening to him. You know, he just went on this adventure to save the princess and now he's got to do it all over again, but everything's more brutally difficult. So, you know, like why is this happening to him? He's he's quite clearly very upset about all this i think he did not sign up for this second quest that's for
1: sure so uh y- yeah. that's a good that's a good uh, facial expression he's got there definitely he's he's also running away from a little uh spiked ball that says rock and roll racing on it so uh rock and roll racing review so that's coming in this issue too really weird to have that be like integrated into the image here so
0: yeah yeah they always like to do that um i think it's weird that there's a spiked ball there because i that that's not really a thing and
1: that's not a thing
0: from that mario game right, right. yeah you they almost yeah. could have put that like on a goomba or something but in any case uh yeah we are gonna see some rock and roll racing in here which we haven't talked about yet but that's I haven't talked about yet Yeah, uh, that's coming up pretty soon though i think yeah so, and uh, uh yeah it's gonna be a good one. Um, so I actually have the physical copy of this magazine here with me. I dug through my, uh, my collection to see if I still had it. And I did. And that's, that's important for reasons that I will get to later. I did just want to talk about, so we've got this ad here in the, um, spread between the cover and the first page, uh, which has a guy yelling. Um, I've still got the, the, the card in my magazine where, you know, you'd, you'd mail in. This is basically like, hey, if you want to renew right now, you can do that. And here's the order for him to do that. right Yeah. Um, so I can actually see, like, the guy. He's got his hands over his mouth. He's, like, yelling, you know. Oh, cool. Um, so that's what that's supposed to look like, which sadly does not oh, nice. come across in the uh, in the scan here. I wish they... They still had those things too, but
1: yeah, that's a shame. Uh, I kind of wondered if what the rest of that image would have been. So that that makes sense. So That's cool that you still yeah, have. Yeah, maybe
0: I'll uh, maybe I'll try and take a picture of that as well, uh, along with the other thing that this the scan is missing from this particular issue, and put that uh-huh. up on Instagram for folks. But but yeah, so uh, we got the the new remodeled NES, which. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have I have still got sitting in a box. I got one of these things Um, like it's it's a it's a pretty nice little machine. And because
1: it does not have the the uh, what do you call it? The zero force loading machine loading mechanism that the the like original like vhs style nes had probably a lot more of these still work than original nes's yeah
0: it is a shame that there are so fewer of these in existence Mm -hmm. uh than there are the the original type nes's because yeah this these things are really solid you know they're they're very small so um all the the components are kind of compact that you know they they're they're, um, there's there's fewer moving parts. When you come across one of these, they're just a lot more likely to work, which is why I I know in the past they were very sought after. Like I I purchased mine secondhand after the fact for $100, and it's being advertised here for 50 so that should tell you something. Yeah, yeah. Also, I like uh, how uh, it says to evolve or become extinct, and just to kind of illustrate the point, there's a picture of a little dinosaur with, like, you know, the the, the Ghostbusters, no ghosts cross through it, you know? Like, yeah, like hey, right, don't be a dinosaur. Right. No, no dinosaurs allowed here. That's
1: right. Uh, a dinosaur, he's a cigarette. Yeah, which
0: also, like is is a little bit sinister in a way because it's it's like, you know, evolve or become extinct. Like, get... get we will kill you if you don't buy well, it's this. It's like... Uh, new get, get our new system because those old ones they're gonna break so easily. You guys like true, true, yeah, yeah. That that's kind of what I'm picking up from this, and like, yeah, they would fair, be right fair. if that's what it was actually saying. Although um, it does have the, the controller can't, has they the, can't the admit same old, that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the controller also has the same old cord. That's one thing. That, same you know, old cord. Yeah, yeah. That's important. They're they're talking about. I I <laughs> sorry, I'm talking way too much about this advertisement, but it is kind of funny. They're they're pointing out you know all the new things about it like the the new um, controller shape which I, I think is sometimes known as the dog bone controller.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the Super Nintendo controller shape where it's rounded. Yeah, kind of got these these sort of rounded circular like hemispheres at the
0: sides. So, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, just a lot more comfortable to hold. Uh, unbelievable new price and redesigned control deck, but same old cord so
1: same old cord I mean I guess that that's so that like I, I assume they sold this controller separately so I you know they're probably trying to let people know that like you could buy the controller and use it with your old NES if you really wanted
0: to well I, I think they but. were I think they were just being cheeky with it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but it's fun though. I like it. Yeah the the redesigned system just came with one of these dog bone controllers, and I don't uh-huh. know if I ever saw those things for sale individually. So
1: maybe they weren't.
0: Maybe maybe not. I wasn't. I
1: have to admit, really paying too much attention to the NES and what was going on with it at this. Yeah, point. that's so. that's that's
0: fair. That's fair.
1: Like uh, i Somebody in my family did have. The new uh, one of these new NESs, but that was the only place I ever saw it. So
0: anyway, so um, shall we head over to Players Pulse?
1: Yeah, so I thought this was a little interesting. Uh, they uh, they kind of asked for some suggestions on like uh, things that people would like to see done with video game characters, merchandise and things. Uh, that, that, you know, doesn't, don't exist yet. They just kind of ask people to, to brainstorm stuff and, uh, couple of like weirdly predictive, uh, things here, um, you know, uh, probably the big one, I think, is the person suggesting that they make remote control Super Mario Kart racers. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, they, they they suggest all the characters and to basically have it just be like an RC car, like with like a nine volt battery, which is reasonable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did eventually make that uh, Mario Kart um, you know, real world thing from a couple years ago <laughs> that uh seemed like a cool idea, but not one that I could ever imagine actually actually being able to to use. But yeah, um, here's this kid, here's Mike Musclehead Blazik from Ennis, Texas, thinking about that idea uh thirty years ago. So good for you. Good oh, for you,
0: you old musclehead, you. <laughs> <laughs> Postage stamps with the Street Fighter two characters. Um, I'd be into that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be a little surprised if that hasn't happened in Japan or something. Yeah, that
1: seems like <laughs> seems like something that could have really easily happened. Same thing, honestly, with the Mario Brothers gum that they are recommending here. Uh, that I, uh, you know, I like I like these. What do you think about these these flavor choices? They are suggesting Mario cinnamon, Luigi fruit. Yoshi Mint uh, Princess Bubblegum, and Bowser Sour. Do you think those work, or would you change any of those up?
0: I think that works for for gum. I I think that that's actually uh, a very... I I think those are very inspired choices there for all of those characters, actually and uh ganon on uh tax forms mm-hmm.
1: yeah i assume this would have been big i mean it's obviously this would have been like pig pigman ganon yeah uh, linked to the past so yeah you know
0: uh i could see that that'd be fun yeah it says eric george from dongola illinois suggested that but i i read that and i was like wait, did dave berry write this what what is it <laughs> <laughs> i know right anyway we also have uh Kind of a cool thing. Uh, we got Portrait of a Nintendo Fan. He's just got like what looks like a, a SNES demo unit in his bedroom.
1: Yeah, he does. It's either a demo unit or one of those. Uh, I guess it is a demo unit, actually. I thought that was maybe like not a PlayChoice 10, but that uh, thing they made that was like a PlayChoice 10. But for Super Nintendo games. Oh wait, I'm, uh, I'm, but
0: no. I'm sorry. There's a caption underneath it that says a homemade arcade arcade machine.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay.
0: So, yeah. No. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That that's pretty slick looking. I I approve. God, I'd I'd like to have one of those now. Like that's Yeah, I know, right? It's good looking. Also a lot of Street Fighter in the envelope art. Yeah. A lot of Street yeah. Fighter. Including one where it appears that Guile has beaten up Bart Simpson and put him in the hospital. I mean, honestly, that kid had it coming to him. <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> he knows what he did. Uh, sorry folks. Um, you're probably going to hear a train right now. We've had to stop this podcast already many times for vehicles outside my window. I don't know why it's so busy here, but we're just going to, we're just going to power through it. Yeah. We're going to Nintendo power through it. That's
1: right. That's right. We've got the power. (laughs) We're playing with it. We're, we're podcasting with it. We
0: got Gail Tilden talking about Mario all-stars, of course.
1: They're pretty on brand this time with the Mario all-stars talk. And um, she's uh, she's kind of, you know, teeing up a couple of things that are going to show up a little bit later in the magazine, including the World Nine Challenge, which is a sort of interesting little contest that they have going on. And uh, we'll talk more about that in a, in a minute. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, the the Mario All-Stars is clearly the biggest thing going at the moment for them. So. Makes sense that they would focus so much on it.
0: Uh, Then we get into Final Fight 2, which we just talked about not too long ago. And we got some, uh, what I am assuming is Nintendo Power art of the the main three characters. It
1: doesn't look like official art there, does it? Like, it looks like. The Nintendo power artist attempting to interpret the characters, yeah, from, which, like the sprite art, yeah, which it's not bad. No, it's all right. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, Hagar's head is tiny, tiny, uh, but it probably should be. It it, it yeah. actually is in the game, but yeah, he, uh,
0: he's just got that that really, really large body that makes his head look small. Kind of like Guile right. now in the new trailers that yes, have come out. Yes, for-
1: that's that's, <laughs> That's true. This Guile in Street Fighter VI uh, really does have the same kind of micro head, giant body situation going on.
0: Yeah, um, the new Guile model—I don't know—he he he looks like he was born in the—he looks like he was born in the darkness, if you know what I mean.
1: uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. I like everything else that I've seen about that game so far, but uh, I don't—I don't love. Uh, I don't love him with his weird little, like, scraggly beard and uh, overwhelming musculature. Just,
0: yeah, in his jumpsuit. I, I'm sorry. I, I, we're, we're getting off the rails here. But, uh, yeah, it is it is it yeah. it is pretty funny. But, yeah, overall, yeah, it looks like a good game. Uh, we also got a little breakdown of the, the Mad Gear Gang minions which is kind of interesting i don't know if i've seen it's good yeah a breakdown of the yeah enemies like that before yeah
1: little little uh backstories for some of them comments like green hats green hair seems fitting for this throwback to the underground punk scene uh yeah you know i you know i think these mad gear guys do deserve a little more credit than they're getting because they are traveling all the way around the world to support the gang you know yeah yeah like (sighs) Like, they're not just, like, rolling out of bed and walking down the street to beat up, uh, you know, a, a, a martial artist. They're going to, like, you know, Berlin or whatever, rolling out of bed and going down the street in Berlin to beat up a martial artist. So,
0: yeah. Mad Gear gang have a lot of great opportunities to travel, so... I I do like here, uh, Joe was an arsonist before the Mad Gear gang lured him in. So, you know, like... That's right. You know, the the Mad Gear gang, they're just taking in these people who are... They're going to do this anyway. So, it's not the Mad Gear gang's fault.
1: No, that guy was an arsonist one way or another. Now he's just their arsonist.
0: Yeah. So Maybe he was an arsonist because of income inequality, okay? Like, maybe... Maybe, yeah. Mike Hagar, maybe you concentrate on that, huh?
1: Yeah, tough on crime,
0: Mike. Yeah, yeah, really cleaning up those streets, huh? Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we get you know some some of those good Nintendo power maps of uh yep of this this uh these belt scrolling
1: brawler. You know, I've come around on these. I think I complained about these uh in the context of belt scrollers. Back when we did like uh, Batman Returns, but, you know, I get it. I get why it, it, this is this is a good, you know, way of like pointing out where all of the little like, you know, bits of action in the level are and, you know, getting you getting you ready for for, you know, what's coming. That does, I think, provide a little bit of it, a little bit of additional help.
0: Also, I like that they've got a little thing here about, you know, the the bonus stage where you're busting up a car. It's a, it seems a shame to thrash on a perfectly good vehicle like this, but this rig is used by the Mad Gear Gang. So it's a uh-huh. bad car. It's, it's, a, it's bad a bad car. car. Um-
1: <laughs> You're actually helping people by destroying this
0: car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, the the reasoning that I need to tell myself whenever I have to harm any kind of dog in a video game. Like, OK, this is a bad dog. It's trying to kill me. So I have I have to. I have. Right. To. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. Normally, I have a very strict. I do not hurt the dog policy in games. If I ever, to, to this day, I've never actually hit or killed a wolf in Breath of the Wild. I just haven't done it like they, That's impressive. Wow. They, they, they didn't want me there. You know, it's not, it's not their fault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anything else about this one? I think they go through like almost the entire game. Uh... They have a little bit of trouble um, describing some of
1: these bosses in ways that make them sound distinct because a lot of them are kind of really similar. So, you know, props to them for trying. But yeah, they've they've basically got to say versions of he's big and he'll try to like, you know, dive at you from across the screen Uh, Several different times Because that's what like Half the bosses in this game do
0: Yeah, Relent is really like The one interesting boss in this game Yeah Um, You know, he's like the one character Who like came back from Original Final Fight Um, Although, you know They've changed his name for some reason From Relento to Relent I I I guess just a Lost in translation there But
1: Yeah, just lost in translation thing probably But Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't know Relent That weasel Provides you with a great challenge He's a weasel, that one Yeah, that's the word I'd use for him sure yeah whenever someone tries to throw grenades at me I always think oh you weasel you yeah you cunning little
1: backstabber with your you know uh you know your grenades and your big stick that you're gonna try to hit me with
0: yeah so yeah I think we'll uh we'll move on from that to talking a little bit about Super Mario All-Stars not a lot because again we've already we did like a month of of episodes about
1: these games but yeah, they, uh, they, they've got a multi-page spread here about Super Mario All-Stars. Before they go into talking a little bit uh, specifically about... Uh, they, they, basically, they have a two-page spread about the games, as the collection as a whole. And then they have a, a sort of normal Nintendo Power stra- uh, strategy guide feature thing that goes on for a number of pages that is just about the Lost Levels.
0: Yeah, they figure, hey, look, if you want to know about any of the other Mario games, you can probably, like, they they did a whole strategy guide for Mario 3, they inserted uh, two superpower tip books into other magazines, uh, so you get, like, you know, it's like Magazine Inception uh, for Mario 2, or the US Mario 2, so, uh, you know, it's really the only one that they haven't covered, so... yeah. Fair but yeah, enough. But
1: yeah, they're really playing up how hard loss levels is. Um, and they, they don't quite come out and say, Oh yeah, this is Japan super Mario brothers two. They just do the thing of, Oh, isn't it weird that this other Mario game came out in Japan and that they call it well, no, Ar- actually,
0: no, they, they, they do say that though. Is that right? In, um, yeah, there's a little section here about the lost levels and then in the caption it says this game was previously released. So they do actually tell you that in this In Japan yeah.
1: as Super Mario Brothers too. Yeah, okay. That's that I'm I'm wrong there. Uh, but yeah, they have a little spread here that, uh, you know, shows comparison screenshots between the four games in their original version and the Mario All-Stars version, really pointing out the ex- the upgraded graphics. Though they do admit with Mario 3 that there's just uh, not <laughs> much difference because, because the game already looked really good, which is true. So... Mm-hmm yeah yeah and uh is that a famicom disc system uh disc of uh the loss levels there
0: uh yeah i believe it is it's got the big two on cool. it so i'm assuming that must be yeah. Yeah, super mario okay. 2 cool. disc it says it, with the caption here it says uh, this is what game packs look like for the japanese disc system big difference huh
1: yeah it is i don't know yeah
0: it's interesting that they actually do sort of like pull back the curtain a little bit into it is, yeah. the yeah japanese side of it's things. it's more
1: transparent than they tend to be frequently and yeah i think also one thing that did kind of strike me about the art on this page specifically uh is that uh this seems this feels like the era where like the styling for mario characters got pretty set in stone,
0: right? Yes, yeah, I think so. Like,
1: these characters here look like you could put them on a, a box for a Mario game today, and it would look exact... and, and nobody would, would think it was weird or retro or anything.
0: Yeah, I think really by Mario 3, that, that stuff was pretty much already established. Though so I will say that, like, there's the Mario characters up in the top corner um, on the first page here, the top left, that... Yeah, that looks it looks kind of um, sketched out in a way that's like almost a re- bit, yeah, almost reminiscent of like Super Mario Brothers one enemies, except they have a very distinctly Super Mario World Goomba in there for some reason.
1: Yeah, they do. They got the little the little chestnut man there. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting to see that, but yeah, everything else hmm. is very like it feels very like House Nintendo Mario art. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. within this game, even like the, the font for super Mario things going forward was, was pretty much set there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, you know, uh, they, they get into the weeds with, with, um, the lost levels quite a bit. Uh, they try to explain what all the devious new tricks are (laughs) that you were going to encounter,
0: you know, poison mushrooms, uh, warps that take you back a little bit here about the, uh, the world nine challenge where if you can actually get to world nine, um, you could, I guess, take a screenshot and win a thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically the way this works is essentially you can only get to world nine in, the loss levels by never warping. You have to play through the whole game straight basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's genuinely quite hard to do. And so if you get to the end, you know, you do the Nintendo power thing, take a, a screenshot of your, you know, uh, take a, a photograph of your screen and, uh, yeah, you are gonna, you, 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 uh, I think, can get this patch.
0: Yes, yeah, you get this cool iron-on patch, which, which once again has like the the Ghostbusters crossing out thing. It's got Mario in a warp pipe. It says, "Up, oh, no warping. No because warping. Because you're a certified Mario maniac. I I did not bother doing this uh, back in the day.
1: Yeah. Probably should right. have,
0: because I'm pretty sure I got to World 9, but I I, I probably should have tried it, but oh well. You, you could have had this patch. I could have. I, I could have still had this patch today, although I almost certainly wouldn't. <laughs> I would have gotten lost on a move somewhere, I'm sure. Probably not, yeah. Seventh Saga is next. Um, I don't know much about this one.
1: Yeah, so this uh, i learned a lot about this game from reading this feature on it here, actually, and it's kind of strange because I feel like I don't I don't really understand what this game's legacy is. I remember being like a kid who was into RPGs back in the day. I remember people regarding Seventh Saga as like kind of a classic, like, oh, yeah, one of the great Super Nintendo RPGs, you know, maybe not on the level of like a Final Fantasy or a Chrono Trigger, but a really good one. And then over time, I started hearing the Seventh Saga talked about as one of the worst, absolute, most garbage Super Nintendo games that exists. And I don't really know. I don't really know what the story is with that difference like is it just that like people were prone to really overpraising any rpg we got in america back then and like looking back on it it really is bad or is it just like a really divisive game i don't know but what i do know is that it seems interesting and ambitious from the uh the the way it's talked about here in the magazine
0: Yeah, I'll be looking forward to giving this one a a shot, because I I really know very little about it. Um, I was not an RPG kid back in the day, so even like the RPGs that are still well-known now, like the Final Fantasies and the Chrono Triggers, like you just said, um, I did not play, uh, at least not back then. So so this one was definitely not on my radar. Uh, So yeah, this will be an interesting one to try out. I don't know how much longer we have to wait for that, but... I don't know. Sometimes the wait is
1: very long with with these RPGs. Yes, yeah. It does not mean a whole lot that they're doing a big feature on it now. Uh, It could still be many months away. But um, yeah, kind of the gimmick with the Seventh Saga is that basically uh, you pick one of seven characters as your kind of main character to go on this quest and then you the other characters all become kind of supporting players in that so uh, you can recruit some of them as additional party members uh some of them will not join you if you have certain other characters in in your party and become like antagonists instead and yeah it all seems like very interesting and i don't really know how well it carries off any of these big ideas but it's cool that it has them um and yeah uh, we have little rundowns of all of the potential main characters here we've got guy we've got girl her name's is suna busy which is a really weird name uh we've got an absolute little pervert looking dude named sizer Uh, We got a Gimli, a robot, a lizard man, and another little pervert that is apparently an alien. So, yeah, Uh, they all look uh, they all look fun, except for Guy. Guy looks really. Yeah,
0: definitely some interesting character designs. And then, yeah, like one generic dude who he actually I will say this. He almost looks like he's he's a contestant in whatever medieval fantasy version of American Gladiators exists. (laughs) <laughs> he
1: does. Yeah. He's got that weird, like little helmet and he's got, um, like a shoulder pad, but nothing on his lower arms and a, a shield that doesn't really, I don't know. Maybe a, that's a, a shield that looks shield, like it would but, be yeah. a better
0: blocking pad because he, maybe he is the gladiator and he's about to play human cannonball where the yeah. person's going to swing off the rope and hit him in a, a thing yeah. that, um, I think injured a lot of mm-hmm. those guys and uh, got finally taken out because their insurance was just like, no, you can't play yeah. this game anymore. This is insane. Who thought this was a good idea? Uh, then we got the the <laughs> the world of Ticonderoga, which I read is Ticonderoga the first time. Ticonderoga, yeah, very hard not They didn't really call it that, did they? <laughs> it's
1: like Ticonderoga. That's a mystical fantasy place. Yeah, yeah, that
0: would have been a and that would have been an interesting choice for for the name of a fantasy world, but. This is the first of, a, of two of these in this issue, actually.
1: Uh, kind of like a real kind of sketched out walkthrough mm-hmm. of the game and kind of pointing out where where some things will be different depending on which character you chose.
0: Yeah. Also, I wonder if this is like art from Square Enix or if this is more Nintendo Power art. This, this could absolutely be Nintendo Power art.
1: It could be Nintendo Power art. It's got that kind of kind of airbrushed look to it but uh it's hard to it's, tell it's
0: honestly like like looking at the, the the weird gremlin guy wilm Pellen or whatever his name is um yeah the the alien it's reminding me a lot of like the character designs from some of the older like castlevania issues where like they
1: yeah yeah i could see that yeah
0: like this looks very much like a nintendo power drawing of a castlevania enemy mhm um yeah, it's just kinda of giving me that, that sort of vibe there. So Yeah. So yeah, this absolutely could be more Nintendo Power stuff.
1: I always love to see potentially original art in these issues.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot too. That's a shame we're gonna see less and less of that as we get later and later into the magazine's yeah, life.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh w- another place where I think we're getting some original Nintendo art is uh or Nintendo Power art I should say, is rock and roll racing. I think these Uh-huh I think these heads are just like redrawings of character faces from like the game box or something like that. But yeah, I think so. I don't think it is the same art exactly, and we also see a, a kind of a different version of a uh, blue mohawk man on the next page too, where we do. Yeah, which I, I doubt they had two different images of
1: him to give to Nintendo Power for this. So. Yeah, like.
0: Uh, like this one looks like it either could be the actual art from the box or it's just like a redraw of that. Um, mm-hmm. But this other, the other one,
1: one doesn't. though. Yeah, yeah. he looks
0: different enough that I am assuming this is just like a completely Nintendo Power original. And yeah, um, they kind of kind of make him look, you know, like, like you know, he's kind of he's kind of got this this come hither look to him. You know, he's he's, he's got the, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the front of the Mohawk is kind of, you know, Dipping down in front of his face, you know, like like uh you know, like he's he's kinda mysterious. You know, if you were looking right at him, like his his hair would kind of be covering one of his eyes. Like, oh I'm a bad boy, rock and roll racer, but I got a soft side too, you know. Like I'm I'm Mm -hmm. mysterious. I'm mysterious. That's why what I always like to tell people when I first meet them. That's right. Yeah. People (laughs) love, people love to hear that. Uh,
1: so yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they talk about kind of the, the basic concept here. Uh, this would be, this one would be a little hard to do, like kind of the walkthrough thing, the way that Nintendo power tends to sometimes, but, uh, they do a good job of, you know, talking about the different drivers, the different cars, the overall vibe of the game. And of course the music that, uh, that that is a big part of rock and roll racing. So yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Uh, one thing that I think is interesting here is that we are all the way on one end of the curve of uh, of Blizzard being a famous developer, uh, where they do not mention the developer of this at all. They mention the publisher, Interplay, but they don't say at all who actually made this game. Uh, And so, you know, this is like one side of the curve, you know, we, we go going forward. It would be probably more likely for, (laughs) for them to mention blizzard. And then now we're at a point where a a press release or an ad or something about a new blizzard game would, would probably try to be very circumspect about that. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, Life comes
0: at you fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know, decent art in this one. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, got some good pictures of the, the vehicles as well. Yeah. I like this picture of the Dirt Devil here uh, on page 33. That's uh, cute little buggy car. Dirt Devil is a great name as well, because that, I think that was a line of uh, popular vacuum cleaners or like the little.
1: Yeah, those were the little uh, handheld vacuum yeah, cleaners, yeah. the
0: battery powered yep. ones. Yeah. I'm not sure I got much else about this one. We'll, we'll talk a lot more about rock and roll racing when we get there and all of the, the MIDI versions of all of the rock and roll songs that are in there. We sure, we sure will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess they, I guess they, they tell us some of them right there on the thing. Like we got born to be wild by Steppenwolf and then a poster. This is a, Pretty cool poster I'm going to say actually. I, I Absolutely. I read like Mortal movie.
1: Kombat Mortal Kombat poster and it's it's pretty cool. I would have put
0: this up in my room if when I if I had this when I was a kid. Yep. Um, um I've still got the poster in this magazine. It I I I don't even nice. want to take it out. I don't even want to take it out. I don't want to I don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um No. These I'm going to say these posters are hard to get out of the magazine in one piece because they're not perforated or anything. So, Uh yeah, (laughs) the few posters that I do have that I took out back in the day, uh, they are gnarly on the bottom. So (laughs) it's a shame. Um, So
1: actually, I do have a question there. mm -hmm. How were these in the
0: magazine? Like, how did they how, how did this fold out? Um, so it was like attached to just one point. So you could like, you could fold out the entire thing and see the entire poster without having to, to rip it out. Uh huh. But, but do you rip it out on the side or the bottom or what? So like, um, so the bottom of this one would have been where, uh, where the Nintendo power logo is like, uh, you know, right right around the bottom there. So you would have had to tear it out from right there, from from, there, from out of the magazine without, I see. Trying to do that without damaging the magazine or the poster, and uh, yeah, not not an easy feat. So, got it. Yeah, um, uh, and,
1: and yeah, it's a cool image. It's like Goro fighting Johnny Cage in front of Shang Tsung, and yeah. um, you know, was this was this art? On the, uh, the the arcade cabinet, or is this an original piece? Do you think?
0: I don't know. I really wish they had credited the artist for this one, which is why I was looking at it earlier, the the masthead, trying to figure it out. But this looks reminiscent of art that you know kind of came out around Mortal Kombat. You know, around all the hype. Like I, th- I think it right, was like yeah. you know, little. Mini comic books that they'd put in certain things to advertise oh, yeah, for the game. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. I think like there might have been like a, a line of trading cards for it, things like that. Okay. Um, it this art reminds me of that stuff, but I would actually have to have some of that in my possession to really compare, and I don't. Yeah. I don't have anything like that. It's probably not exactly it, but yeah, I would definitely believe that this was just a straight up like original piece done for like promotional stuff to go in magazines like this one um obviously because it's nintendo power they've got to put like nintendo power on there and then they've also got to you know like put coming soon to your super nes which i've never been crazy about i wish they could just leave that off of there and just let it be a a fun poster instead of like needing it to be advertising right yeah but yeah this is a really really cool image um this is, this is fun. This is this is a really fun poster. This might be like one of the better ones we've seen since mm-hmm. we've been doing this. Yeah, definitely. I think. And then after that, we get to something that was left out of the scan of this magazine. Yes. Uh, the Nestor's Adventure comic. There's actually another page of um, uh, rock and roll racing that didn't make this either, but I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, the the Nestor's comic is not in the scan that's on the Internet Archive. So uh, I took a picture of it for for you, Emmy, so that you can see it, so we can talk yeah, about I, it. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna uh, uh, try and get a better scan of it out of my magazine if I can do that without ruining the magazine um and i will put that up on instagram if anybody else wants to see it Uh since it doesn't seem to be out there i've got to say
1: it's a real shame this one's missing from the internet archive version because
0: it's pretty good this is by a mile the best one of these we've seen so far we are usually pretty down on this comic and like it's still not amazing you know it's a functional comic Uh, Talk about this. Tell us about what's
1: going on in this one.
0: Yeah. So this one is based on Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And like one of the big criticisms that we've had of these uh, comics, which are you know always trying to evoke, you know, some kind of video game that is out either, you know, like it's taking place within the world of said video game or it is, you know, just kind of meant to evoke the, the feel of that game. Like we don't see a lot of the elements of the game. Like we're just kind of given like a hint like that, you know, really poor... Uh, link's awakening
1: yeah the- related
0: comic where we didn't see link you know we only saw the owl the sword he was using doesn't look like any kind of sword that link has ever wielded uh-uh. you know it, it just felt like it had the only the, the more the most tenuous uh sort of connections to right that game here we see the actual two main characters of zombies ate my neighbors interacting with Nestor um he's they're they're avoiding monsters from that game they're using items from that game it feels very much like people who played that game wrote this comic it's Mm -hmm. it feels like they've done a good job of putting Nestor in that world and having him interact with elements of that world if all the comics were that like I'd say that you know hey this is a pretty decent feature for this kind of yeah um but I will say like I still don't know that I that the like the the punchline at the end or you know the, ultimately the gag at the end follows most of the comics because yeah I'll just reveal what happens at the end here so basically the the, the two main characters of Zombies Hit My Neighbors who I believe are named Zeke and Julie but I'm not I don't remember for sure they have used a clown decoy. To lure the uh, the hedge maze uh, chainsaw wielding maniacs away from them, which is a thing you do in the game, and uh, they they burst the dummy, so they then outfit Nestor. In a giant inflatable clown costume and uh, push him out <laughs> towards the maniacs, basically making him the dummy that is now going to be ripped apart by a bunch of chainsaws. So uh, they, they are murdering a child. Uh, many of these Nestor comics end up with the implication that he is about to be murdered. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I'm good with that, um, especially here.
0: Uh, well, when- you know, like, I will say, like, Nestor doesn't seem to do anything here that warrants it. I feel like the the whole punchline being that like Nestor is an obnoxious little crap who deserves uh, d- to be murdered in a horrible way. Uh, you just kind of have to know that. You just kind of have to go into the comic assuming, oh, yeah, Nestor is just that guy. He is... So horrible that it will make you want to murder a teenager. Um,
1: Yeah. And like, uh, you know, I mean, the thing here is like, he's like, I can't believe they'd fall for it. Be fooled by a dummy full of hot air. And the two zombies ate my neighbor's characters are like a dummy full of hot air. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Which 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 is funny. Yeah, yeah and then like I, yeah. And then the last panel is them pushing him out dressed like a clown uh to to get get uh chainsaw murdered. You know, it's it's not a good punchline and yeah, you're right. It requires knowledge of just how Nestor is generally in order for this to like make any sense. But hey, at least it's a it's a legible punchline and it's being delivered by characters that seem like you know they are actually from as you said actually from the game that is being is being referenced here so
0: yeah i think if Nestor had actually done something to imperil them more you know like it like what i was thinking is um one of the weapons that you can use in the game are uh, soda cans that explode when you throw them you know kind of like grenades maybe like if he had like drank some of the sodas and you have oh, secret yeah, sure, saying, sure. Hey, we needed those. Right. You know, and, yeah. And, you know, like maybe something like that would have, you know, better led to the thing where it's like, we got to get rid of this kid by any means necessary so that, you know, we can get out of here alive. Um, but on the whole, like this is pretty well done.
1: Yeah, by far the best Nestor comic we've seen since we started covering this magazine, and uh, uh, very, very strange that it's just not in the publicly available scan that we that we were using. So yeah, I really appreciate you. Uh, this is it's really nice that you have the physical copies of it there, uh, and I really appreciate getting to getting to see that because yeah. Um, Nester comics, not all terrible, as it turns out. Hashtag not
0: all Nestor comics. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I said, I will try to get like a, a good scan of that and put it up. So uh, anybody who wants to see it can see it on my Instagram at uh, SNESCAPADES.
1: do you have a sports uh section here coming up.
0: yeah so, yeah with a uh, uh, lot of a lot of sports we got uh, a boxing game that looks pretty impressive from the screenshot of- yeah I, there is no way it looks that good in motion
1: like i don't know whether that's just like a uh like a static shot from the the game's like intro or something or or if that's really from gameplay but yeah no i guess it is from gameplay actually because looking at these uh yeah they all do seem to be that kind of thing so
0: yeah yeah and uh yeah i think it does actually just look like that so it'll be interesting to see if it plays as well as yeah. it looks here what is the name legends of the ring
1: is that ri re- is this i it? think
0: that's it yeah yeah or boxing legends of the ring one of those um yeah. Yeah, I believe that is what it's called. It did come out here, so we will be playing it eventually. Oh, we've got uh th- those those great little gags that they like to put on their sports pages. Uh
1: Oh yeah, they got a, a uh bad breath gag here. We got uh spudco garlic flavored mouthpiece. Yeah, uh I guess that would be a good uh surprise for for your opponent, just like a big whiff of garlic breath.
0: Yeah, yeah, just just garlic breath. And now they are uh, um, they are incapacitated. You can you can just wail on them. There's nothing they can do about it. Uh, we also talk a little bit about uh, Super Baseball 2000, which I believe we already talked about. We did already
1: talk about that. Um- Pretty pretty disappointing, I think. Uh good first impression, and then it pretty much is just a very normal baseball game after that.
0: Yep, yeah. And then we've got uh uh I don't know, some Konami football game.
1: Yep. Uh Konami football game. We have uh, an off-road uh Baja Racer. You know, could be fun. I dunno if it is, but you know, uh, we'll probably
0: find out before too long. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, again, looks kind of impressive. Almost looks like a could be an FX game, but I don't think it is. Mm. No,
1: I don't think it is. I think they would make a much bigger deal about that if it was.
0: Uh, yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, we've also got GP1, uh, which is a mm. motorcycle racing game. Um, I'm pretty sure that one's going to be kind of boring, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We've also got the the Baja One Thousand No Spill Coffee Mug, which looks uh-huh. like an oil can that with a straw coming out that bolts onto your uh, yeah your vehicle. I guess that's um, kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, have to play all these eventually. <laughs> mm, some of them. I mean, we could
1: make the decision that some of these are not not worth. Yeah, true. Uh, but but yeah, uh, the racing ones we we will end up playing. I imagine. Uh, And then we have a seamless transition from there into Family Feud. Family um, Feud, yep they, uh, Game show that's existed for longer than I've been alive But that I've never seen a single second of
0: Oh really? Okay <laughs> Yep, yeah <laughs> I had grandparents who would watch Game Show Network constantly And I, uh-huh. I'm a bit of a game show uh, fan myself I, so. I like game shows, but like my grandmother
1: was always much more of a, a Price is Right sort of gal than, oh, uh, yeah. well. than a Family
0: Feud person So that was the one I watched with her <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so we do have a Family Feud game. I I don't know how well that's gonna work on the SNES because I feel like one of the big things about Family Feud is that sort of team dynamic. Yeah, right. Like that seems like, from what I understand about it, to be the uh, the the
1: sort of most appealing thing about that game. It's a Family Feud. You yeah, know, it's it's the whole family working together and you know, talking amongst themselves and, and whatnot, right?
0: Right, yeah. So um, it looks like this um, particular game also implements a mechanic that was added to some later seasons of Family Feud called the Bullseye, in which was a more rapid fire kind of thing where uh, they would just have two... Of the family member, you know, one from each family facing off against each other and uh, just saying, hey, you need to give us the top answer. That's the only one that we accept, you know, that, you know, hitting the bullseye, as it were. OK, um, so it looks like they've got that in there as well, which is interesting. Kind of kind of, you know, gives me an idea of what era of feud they were going for here.
1: They uh, they do call out that uh, it's a bit of a shame that they did not uh, they did not license the image of Richard Dawson for uh for for this game
0: which, which uh, is weird because i don't think richard dawson is would have been the host from this particular era of family feud that they were going for probably but not
1: i mean i feel like that would have been like a 70s thing or something right i mean
0: like an 80s yeah thing? Uh, yeah I'm, I'm thinking yeah later than that but i i don't know i don't know We'll we'll just do a whole deep dive into family feud when we get there maybe uh, yeah we'll see I also like that the the art for this is just speech balloons of uh, commonly yes. said things like, good try, or I should have said that, you know, that, that great yeah. family feud phrase. Good idea.
1: We're going to go with. Yeah. Yep. We actually have a bunch of good ideas here. Uh, there, that that one shows up multiple times. So
0: I'm disappointed yeah. none of these speech balloons say September. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I I would hope that just about anybody who's familiar with uh, like any like YouTube game show blooper reels uh, know what I'm talking about there. But uh, yeah, maybe like one of the funniest freaking things to ever happen in game show history. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And then, uh, um, hey, you know, if you wanted to to try out a few things, you know, yourself, the, they've got questions here, and I think the answers are. Oh, the yeah. answers are right there, just flipped upside down. They're they're upside down. Yeah, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. yeah. Name something only used in winter. Uh, mittens. Yeah. No. Good answer. Good answer. I'm not going to read all of these. That would take way too long. Going on to classified information, we got. Um, some stuff from Bubsy and cool world. If you know, you you're
1: being, if you're in hell (laughs) and you're playing games, uh, these are the games they give you. And, uh, you know, you're, you're writing in for, for any kind of relief you can possibly get. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, also, uh, um, a trick to skip the character profile or actually like just see all of the character profiles in street fighter two original flavor. That's pretty cool. Kind of interesting. They went with that. Um, I uh, also got some stuff for uh, Firepower 2000, Street Combat, Sonic Blast Man, uh, Combat Tribes. Uh, you know, do, do we need to go into any of these or are we, we good? I don't think so. None of these seem that remarkable to me. So, uh, But hey, then we get uh, uh, the continued adventures of the Star Foxes. Yeah, we do. And I... I don't think I'm really feeling this issue of Star
1: Fox. Like this feels weirdly kind of perfunctory to me. How do you feel? I I feel
0: like I I think the whole element of magic space whale that is also maybe his dad just isn't good. It just doesn't really like, it's like, why is it here? Like nothing comes
1: of it. And it's, it's much, it's, it's too strange to be tossed off with, with his little, explanation as they give it here
0: like I don't I don't get it Uh, so Slippy is still kidnapped I guess this is uh right after they received fuel from the space whale
1: yeah because they were kind of dead in the water they got their ships kind of sabotaged on the the refueling planet so uh or yeah that's right they just didn't have time to refuel so they were kind of dead in the water the space whale appears from the black hole it is or it somehow contains fox's dad he's like no no i can't do anything but be here as this whale so uh go get him tiger
0: yeah um he also tells them where they can find andros um you know fox is very very sad you know because he finally got to talk to his dad again and and far like hey um, I, I know that this is a big moment for you, but we are about to go into battle. We might be killed and we have to save your friends. So, you know, um, let's, let's keep our heads in the game here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like I really do still like the art and the colors and everything are great. Yeah. Um, also apparently the beads around slippy's neck were smoke bombs this whole time.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That's the thing he does with them in this. Uh, who knew? Huh?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's. <laughs> it only could have been better if he like reached into his pocket and just goes pocket sand. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but this is how Slippy gets away. He slips away, you might say, from his captors, um with uh yep. with it turns out smoke bomb necklace. Like the you know, that they they didn't take that off of him, I guess. Um and um Andros is getting into his like just straight up Doctor Robotnik machine over here.
1: Pretty much, yeah yeah pretty the doctor a botany machine that he can use to control uh like a, a three-headed dragon
0: yeah he's just got like a hydra i guess or something like that um or what's what's the i
1: think this is yeah um what's the godzilla not,
0: monster uh godora okay Ghidorah. yeah there we go that's yeah. that's what it is so we got andros and his robot pig that i don't think we ever got a Great explanation for in the last issue, and nope, we did not. And uh, Ghidorah the Explorer, uh, we've, <laughs> we've got them all attacking the Star Fox team, but Slippy's gotten away, and uh, there's gonna be a big old big old fight over here for
1: as dynamic as the art in this usually is. I don't really think they do a whole lot with this fight with the three headed uh, Ghidorah thing, like it's kind of just there, sort of you know, shooting, f- shooting, you know energy beams out of its mouth uh they kind of fly around it nothing that much really happens to them um and yeah slippy rejoins them
0: yeah slippy rejoins them and also they uh which you know i guess in a kind of clever way you know they, they they already know from dealing with the space stingrays or whatever it was that Andros controls these animals, again, just straight up Robotnik style. Yeah, (laughs) right. By brainwashing them with electronic devices. And so they are able to uh, disable uh, Ghidorah uh, by by destroying the device without hurting the animal. Yeah. And then it ends up crushing... it ends up crushing Andros. Yeah. Um, who is surely dead at this point. Admittedly,
1: very cool panel. That is, that is a good panel. That's a really nice piece of art there. Yeah. When, when the thing yes. comes down on him, the dragon thing here, it is called Dodora, but yeah, it's, it's just a Ghidorah. So, uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> uh, but not, not even really hiding it really there. Not really hiding it there. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great, great piece of almost full page art of the, the, uh, of, uh, Dodora, like bringing its its foot down on Andros's little little uh, command command pod there, and
0: yeah, yeah, and it, causing Fox to exclaim, "Flat as an ape crepe.
1: Yep, I love that. Yeah,
0: um, we also see uh, you know as the Star Fox team flies away. Uh, now all five of them, uh, the the robot. Uh, picking through the remains, yeah. um, uh, seeming quite concerned about Andross's well-being, which I'm going to guess is...
1: Yeah, he's probably Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm going to guess
0: this is foreshadowing that, uh, that Andros is not actually dead still somehow. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, they all fly away. Fox says, hey, dad, we did it. And we see uh, 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 Fox's dad in a yellow fuzz bubble in space, giving him the thumbs up.
1: Yeah, the the beatific smiling face of of McLeod Senior, giving him a thumbs. Yeah, up. I, I don't I don't believe they, they, they've actually they named him home. James
0: McLeod yet. I think that was
1: no. I don't think he's. I think that's that only comes up in like Star Fox sixty four yeah. probably.
0: So yeah, um, but yeah. he's he's Fox's dad, and he's very proud. Yeah. And we got another to be continued. So. Again, this is not yeah, the end. So. Something else is going to be happening. We got more comic to get through. Then, uh, hey, Final Fantasy Legend Three. Yes, Final Fantasy Legend
1: Three, which I um I didn't look this up, but I think Final Fantasy Legend, I I think we've talked about this before, is a series that we now know in this country as Saga. So they did the thing where multiple other series of rpgs that that squaresoft was making at the time got kind of rebranded as final fantasy games in america Mm -hmm. uh and um yeah this this i got i have to say this is a game boy rpg this seems extremely ambitious
0: yeah i've never played any of these games on game boy i haven't either i'd have no experience with this um, it would be interesting to try these out now and see yeah. how well they hold up or you know, see how how much game there actually is there. Because, yeah, it, it does. It, it looks like a Final Fantasy game just on Game Boy.
1: It's, it does. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, got a, a I, I feel like slightly confusingly explained, but interesting seeming uh, almost like proto like Chrono Trigger-style uh, time travel system where you visit the same locations in different time periods and do different things that can, like, affect them in later periods. So um, I assume this is all very, very, like, linear and prescribed in the game itself, but it's a, a cool concept. And, yeah, like, there's um, there's a pretty neat sort of explanation of the story here, Um which seems honestly pretty compelling, and yeah, I uh, I would be curious to play this game and see see what it's actually like and how it holds up.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting, but uh, but I don't know if I've got a whole lot to say about it right now other than that. Uh,
1: no, me me either. I will say um, the the visual design of this this feature on Final Fantasy Legend three. Not a fan of it. Um, They have basically done it feels like a really minimal job with this, where they have screenshots, they have a few um, like kind of sidebars explaining the story and on the The right hand page of each of these two page spreads they have for some reason exactly the same image of a sword yeah from the game's box art it's like come on y'all you do something you do a little more than this
0: yeah I maybe mean, we see some interesting character art stuff we in do there, see so. some
1: interesting character art i'm just very confused by why they decided to just keep reusing the sword yeah. this way
0: I don't know. Maybe just to, but, just to kind of give it some cohesion and be like, yep, you're you're still you're still reading about this Final Fantasy Game Boy game. You're <laughs> still reading about it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is still happening. Um, but yeah, I'm my curiosity is piqued by this. And I think that if I was in the position to spend a lot of time playing a Game Boy game, I would I would be interested to pick this up and see how it is.
0: Yeah. And hey, speaking of curious, you know what? you know what sorts of animals are naturally curious uh
1: i mean uh, you know judging from the way he looks he could be anything from a raccoon to
0: a hedgehog <laughs> he he might be an animaniac um <laughs> he could be an animaniac no, I,
1: I, it's felix
0: the cat yeah, i'm talking about cats of course and and felix sure is one of those apparently um he uh, supposedly yeah he's back you guys Felix, yep. the, he's back in Pog form. <laughs> That's right. He probably was actually. They probably
1: they probably made Felix Pogs. Yeah. Uh, they 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 tried a lot to like bring this character back into the spotlight in the late '80s and early '90s, and uh, didn't really work out. This is the the, the multi page spread on the Game Boy adaptation of the NES Felix the Cat game from Hudson. And, um, man, they are struggling to even, like, muster enthusiasm for it in the magazine here. They're like, yeah, this is pretty much the same game. It's pretty easy. You might give it to, like, a little kid. Um... But yeah, Felix, he's got uh, a magic bag of tricks that, you know, the bag is weird, actually, because it's not like he pulls stuff out of the bag. It's like the bag transforms into different things. So I don't really understand why it's a bag in the first place.
0: I honestly feel like... Doing a Felix the Cat game on Game Boy, like it almost would have made more sense to go back to like his silent film Arrow roots because like, hey, you're on a monochromatic system. Just make it more reminiscent of the old black and white cartoons. And maybe you've got something more interesting than trying to base a game on uh, from what you told me before we started recording. Sounds like an absolutely bonkers movie that like they couldn't even get into theaters back in the like late 80s early 90s
1: yeah if you are out there if you are uh, unaware of the the felix the cat movie um that came out on vhs in north america in 1991 uh look that thing up it is bizarre like it is it is a, a deeply strange and and incredibly like wrong-headed attempt to to like you know crowbar this this you know legacy cartoon character into a different kind of story and it's it's wild truly um so yeah pretty likely that you don't know about that movie but uh you should you should check it out because it sucks but it's fascinating
0: yeah it's it is is very strange um another thing that's kind of strange is this main image on the the front here because we've got all these background assets like felix in a a fighter plane that, that looks like it is patterned like his bag. So I'm guessing maybe the bag turns into a plane. Um, yeah, Felix in a hot air balloon and the, the hot air balloon part, it looks like his face, uh, an, a, an upset bird. can't say angry bird. Cause that's copyright. Um, that's right. A cannon in front of a volcano, a pyramid, but then they like, they've taken these things and they've just like duplicated them in like so it's like yeah what's what, up with why? that i don't get it it's like uh we need more going on here can we just put a second image of the hot air balloon slightly larger and behind the first one yeah sure we can do that why not i guess can we, can, we just make yeah. three volcanoes with cannons in front of them i mean hey it's your dime uh <laughs> like, no- nothing's stopping you <laughs> um yeah it's um it's weird and you know again like all the other felix images throughout this feature you know just look like old school black and white silent film era felix like again right yeah maybe that should have been the game but
1: maybe it should maybe that would have made more sense but uh i don't think anything they did with felix past like the 50s made any sense
0: so it really feels uh, like fair enough the folks at nintendo thought felix could have been a bigger thing (laughs) i mean like i mean they're definitely giving him a lot of space here right he was on the cover of one of these so weird so weird uh moving on pinball dreams on game boy we got pinball on game boy um I want to say, I think, like, this is not the first time we've had pinball on Game Boy by this era. Uh,
1: no, there's definitely been other pinball games on Game Boy that we've seen. I think this was kind of popular, actually. Yeah. Uh, pinball games for, for
0: the Game Boy. Well, I know, so, like, probably uh, years before this, they had, like, Revenge of the Gator, which I think is... Yeah, right, yeah. which is good. Uh, it's like a Hal game, right? Um, I'm actually not sure about that. I'm not sure who made that one. Uh, that, that sounds right now that, now that I'm thinking about it, but... Uh, if I'm wrong, maybe I'll, I'll chime in with, uh, with a note after the fact. But yeah.
1: But yeah, this looks like a pretty good game. They've got, you know, several different tables here. There's, you know, uh, some, some fun different, uh, different layouts. Uh, I don't know. It looks like pinball.
0: Yeah, it looks like pinball. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. Do we get Counselor's Corner? I don't know if uh, we need to go into this one too much What do you think?
1: Not really I mean, I think the uh, Tips about Shadow uh Do make me want to play that game some more Because those just sound like interesting uh, Interesting scenarios um, How do I deactivate the Cortex Bomb?
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm always wondering that How do I deactivate the Cortex Bomb?
1: Yeah uh, they'll fi- they'll they'll tell you in this magazine. Yeah,
0: if we ever do streaming, which we will almost certainly never do, but if we did, I would say this would be a good candidate for uh for Yeah. Yeah. You know, something to do a deeper dive into from a gameplay perspective. Definitely, yeah. Um, also got way too much battletoads. We've got Battletoads on Game Boy, Battletoads and Double Dragon on the NES. Um, that's more Battletoads than anyone really ever needs.
1: Yeah let's be done with battletoads at this point we've given them too much
0: time uh, uh we've also got uh counselor's corner extra we got more Star Fox maps yeah they did this last month as well right yeah i believe so which uh again they're doing this weird top-down thing which i don't think is quite as neat or exciting as the isometric it, ones that they did in the first issue no, where they tried definitely. things like this so
1: Definitely not it was I'm sure easier for them to put together,
0: but yeah, it's not very interesting to look at for sure it yeah, it is what it is. I don't know again if we really need to talk all that much about it. No, I think we should
1: just go ahead and move on to the uh the the feature about the making of super the Empire Strikes back, yeah, uh which this <laughs> is cool. I like mm-hmm. this, um you know, this is a fun look at the in production. Uh, Empire Strikes Back game for the Super Nintendo that, that is coming down the pipe. And, you know, we get to see uh, some of the the models from the Star Wars movies that they had access to by being in the vicinity of uh, Skywalker Ranch where all that stuff is kept. And uh, we get, some, get to see some cool concept arts. Uh, they're talking up the game a lot. And I think that's fair. I, I know that, like, super star wars was like a really big hit it's a really like visually impressive game and i am genuinely excited to see how uh the empire strikes back game is because uh, you know i think there's room to grow there you know
0: yeah and this is also just kind of like this this weird era for star wars where you know i mean there was it's that in between era right yeah where you know you you're pretty far removed from the last of the trilogy but we're still a ways away from the, the prequel trilogy and, you know, that sort of...
1: No, no one thinks that is coming at this point. No one is, right. like, you know, confident that they're going to make more Star Wars soon. So, yeah. I, I think this was yeah. even
0: before, like, the special editions came at, into theaters. It was, so. yeah.
1: Because those were, those were, like, late 90s. Those yeah. were, like, essentially kind of the run-up to the prequels in a way. Yeah. So... So yeah, this is just like, you know, man, remember Star Wars, wasn't it cool? It's like, this is a cool way to go back to it.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, you've got this kind of, you know, weird place where Star Wars is at this point in time, um, you have a magazine like Nintendo Power getting this kind of access to, you know, all these things, you know, really, really, um, Making it this into like a, a big production, like a, a big deal. Like, hey, there's a there's this new Star Wars game is coming out, and you know it, it's um, I was watching a uh, a thing about Star Wars games in the mid '90s uh, from a YouTube channel called Errant Signal, a really great uh-huh. gaming related YouTube channel. Um, he's got like a, among other things like a really cool thing like Children of Doom, which is documenting you know like the the more prominent first person shooters that came out, like, uh, every year in the 90s. Uh, It's really interesting stuff. But he was uh, talking about a Star Wars game. I can't remember which one it was, but kind of talking about this era in which, like, you could kind of, to some extent, be just anybody with, you know, a, a... a moderately successful entertainment company and roll your own star Wars because star Wars wasn't the giant Disney franchise that it is now. So, you know, you could make star Wars novels, you could make star Wars video games that just existed within this universe. Um, And, and, you know, he says, you know, like, well, you know, obviously like, you know, everybody loves star Wars. Everybody loves the big star Wars movies that come out. Well, Well, I mean, At least they spend a lot of money on them. Um, But it is kind of a shame you don't get these, like, you know, B games anymore, so to speak.
1: Yeah, everything's got to be, like, a big production that's sort of tied in. It's it's all very, like, managed
0: from the top down, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. So you don't get, you know, like, small publications. Well, I mean, I don't know how small Nintendo Power was around this time, but still, you know, like...
1: I mean, it was a video game. It was an enthusiast video game magazine. You know, it wasn't you know yeah. uh you know it was probably big by the standards of this kind of thing but not in any kind of like absolute sense yeah
0: like like no nobody's inviting like you know the crew from giant bomb out to the skywalker ranch or whatever to to view all of this st- just
1: walk around y- and take pictures with the
0: atat model I- you exactly know? you know like you don't see that yeah. kind of thing anymore and yeah in a way it's mm-hmm. kind of a shame but um yeah but yeah, this was uh, this was Star Wars, and you know, again, I am not a big Star Wars fan, so this is very much an outsider looking in kind of thing when it comes to all this stuff. But yeah, it's it's neat to see. It's just it's it's just so weird to think of this time in which like you could just make this you 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 could make this kind of Star Wars game, you know? Like it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and you know, and maybe part of it is just like kind of missing the era in which you could make the B game that was still pretty darn good. You know, like I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's you part of it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if you would have considered that like, this is almost only a B game in the sense that like, it's not first party Nintendo. So it's not being plastered all over all of the Nintendo things, but it's still like a very, I mean like, you know, the original, the, the first star Wars game on the SNS was a very good, well put together game.
1: It was. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty technically, you know, cutting edge and, you know, definitely made with, with effort, probably, uh, probably, you know, if this had been made by people with like a little more kind of background in the like game design sense and less, um, you know, in like the, the like art and technology sense, it might've played a little better, but definitely a, a, a really kind of uh, high effort production.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. Cause again, not really a star Wars person. So I, you know, like I don't look at those things and be like, Oh my gosh, it's that thing from star Wars. But, um, I don't know. Uh, do you have any, anything you wanted to draw attention to or, or kind of um just that uh i didn't know
1: what a that, so they have they have um like kind of concept art here of a few different monsters that appear in uh i i presume in super empire strikes back and uh when i saw the one of uh the the picture of a gundark i was like oh that's what those look like because i feel like that's a monster that gets mentioned a fair few times in star Wars things, but I've never seen a representation of it before. And, uh, you know what? It is really ugly, really ugly. Um, but yeah, this is cool. Like I really like, uh, there's, there's a, a, um, image here of a, like, level design uh like a level background for for like a Dagobah level that is like drawn on graph paper and I
0: it's really cool to see that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I do like seeing like the little yeah like the the graph papering out certain levels and things like that that is always cool to see so yeah I don't really have anything else but yeah I think this is a neat feature yeah definitely um really cool so next up, we are at the, uh, the top 20. Um, I don't know if I've got a whole lot to say about this one. No, they
1: do. They do mention uh, that uh, not for the Super Nintendo top 20, but they do mention the fact that the uh, original Legend of Zelda has uh, hit a major landmark in uh, being on this top 20 chart for five whole years So that's kind of cool. And it is also wild to think about the amount of Zelda (laughs) games that came out within uh, within within this five year span. All of them like really major Zelda (laughs) games. So uh, fascinating.
0: Yeah, I mean, like almost every Zelda game that's ever come out has been a major Zelda game. Almost. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, but I mean, you know, we did have the times like, you know, uh, would you really argue that like uh, the Game Boy, you know, the, the, the Oracle games were major or like Four Swords Adventure or Link's Crossbow Training? You know, there are some less major Zelda games <laughs> is what I'm saying.
0: Well, I, I don't just, know what you're talking about with, with Link's Crossbow Training. I mean, that's that's a major one to me. Uh we yeah. introduced the zapper. The, the the zapper was terminology. Nintendo was dusting. Oh, off. that's
1: right. Yeah. So the, the, the uh, zapper. Know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised they never actually had Link use that crossbow in uh, any other game that I can think of.
1: Nope they they sure didn't. It was it was just that.
0: Thing. Hey, you know what? There's always Breath of the Wild too. We'll see what that's happens.
1: That's right. He could maybe his weird arm will turn into the crossbow. There you go. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, um, other than that, though, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say, but yeah,
1: it's kind of the same games that have been on here for a while. There's not really much in the way of movement or anything particularly remarkable
0: here. So, so, yeah, but I'm guessing like the Legend of Zelda must have been on here like every month since the magazine came out. I
1: would imagine so, actually. Yeah, probably as far back as the magazine exists, the Legend of Zelda was was probably on this list.
0: So good for The Legend of Zelda. Turns out Legend of Zelda, pretty good game.
1: Yeah, uh, shockingly,
0: who knew? Uh, hey, then, um, you know, speaking of uh, LucasArts stuff, now I got we got Indiana Jones over here.
1: Yeah, we do. Uh, we have Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, an Ubisoft game based on a movie that came out like four years ago at this point. Um, so kind of strange. And um, i got to say, this seems like a miserable game. I've never played this, but the way they describe it here, uh, it does sound kind of interminable to me. This is like the opposite of an advertisement for me for this game.
0: There's something about this game, and I know it's like an NES game and not a Super Nintendo game, but it. It just has the like almost the look of an Atari game to me. <laughs> like it's hideous. like everything is like these kind of like
1: super heavily outlined, really low detail sprites. and yeah, i don't I don't know about this one, y'all. yeah, like, I... I'm pretty glad we don't have to play this one. For the
0: show, honestly. I want to say I think this was another victim of the the angry video game nerds wrath, which, you know, sometimes you got to take with a grain of salt because it's like, OK, does he actually hate this game or is, is this just, you know, like is one this of those just or?
1: him playing the character? Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, this one does seem pretty bad, um, like it's got levels where you have to f- go around a big maze like area and find multiple multiple items under a time limit. That seems like a major part of this game. Uh, these level designs look really busy to me. Like there's lots of like little things that would be really annoying to move through and around. Well, yeah, like the the it's it's got a very
0: like two D platformer maze kind of look to them that. It feels to me like maybe not an Atari game, but you know, like an old microcomputer game, like a like a Commodore sixty four or Amiga.
1: Yeah, it does yeah. look kind of like a microcomputer game. Yeah, right, right. That's sort of that's that is a thing that this makes me think of. Too. So yeah. I don't know, guys. It couldn't. It shouldn't be this hard to make a good Indiana Jones game.
0: Has there been a good Indiana Jones game?
1: Uh, there's that point and click adventure that people like, uh, *Fate of oh, Atlantis*. Right. People right, like right. that game a lot, but that's really the only one I know of that the people seem to have much in the way of affection for. So.
0: Oh, and Uncharted, I guess.
1: Yeah, and Uncharted. <laughs> uh, that's another one. Um I mean I guess in a way Pitfall kinda already was a very basic Indiana Jones oh, yeah. game. Yeah. But you know, that's a very early game, so I'm not sure it really counts in the same way as like, you know, it it's it's just kind of in a different, different, you know, uh uh category in a way. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like an official Indiana Jones game, it it, it should this feels like it they maybe kind of overthought it in some ways or something, but yeah, uh, I am not enthused about the game from this uh, five-page spread here.
0: Yeah, I would not be looking forward to playing this if this were a Super Nintendo game at all. But luckily, we don't have to play it because uh, Super Nintendo is our beat, uh, which means we also will not be taking a look at Tiny Tune Adventures Cartoon Workshop for the NES, which is a thing I am not even sure I was aware existed
1: um yeah, I, you know, I was aware of this because I actually did um play this back in the day. Uh playing kind of quotation marks, because this isn't really a game. This is more this is more of like a Mario Paint style um kind of creation tool. Uh and it's interesting. I I I'm sure I just rented this because I didn't own very many games back then. but um, yeah, this this uh, feature on it here kind of walks you through what the steps of basically, basically the the idea with this is that you can uh, arrange backgrounds, musical cues, and, um, you know pre pre, you know built. Like animation loops for various like sprites of Tiny Toons characters to create little little cartoons. You can add little text boxes uh, that you can put pre uh, pre made phrases into and you can make these little these little cartoons. Um, And the magazine kind of walks you through what the steps of that are. And even uh, mentions a process by which you could record these to a VHS machine, uh, VHS tape, by, by hooking up the NES to the VHS, uh, you know, recorder as kind of um, in kind of like a pass through way. And, uh, you know, funnily enough, I did do this back in the day. This actually did work. Uh, I am sure that my parents had to help me set it up. But I do remember recording several animations about Plucky Duck lost at the bottom of the ocean. Please Uh, tell me you still have
0: this VHS somewhere. I don't think I do. I don't have any idea where
1: it is. But yeah, I definitely did do this. So, you know, I remember it being kind of neat. I I don't this isn't as fully featured or as uh cleverly designed as as uh mario paint is but it's a similar kind of thing and i had a similar kind of fun with it so yeah
0: yeah it seems interesting and i mean for the nes like you know what else was this competing with color a dinosaur right yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah that is interesting i didn't realize there was something like this on the nes that hmm yeah, that mm-hmm. That is weird. I'm like looking at some of the examples of things that you can do with it. Um we're saying like, "Hey, make an animated happy birthday greeting for somebody." It's like, "Okay, yeah, you know, sure." Yeah. Or an animated apology to your parents for <laughs> being a bad kid. Oh, uh, that's what Macaulay Culkin's character should have done in the good stuff. That's Sun. right. That <laughs> would have
1: that would have solved everything. Yep.
0: Yes. If only he had access to Tiny Toon Adventures cartoon workshop. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, coming up next, we've got the players poll contest where in this one, it's a very education focused one. You can win a $5,000 scholarship for your, uh, college education, which, um, I'm sure that would have gone real far by the time anybody reading this went to college. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, a whole $5,000 put towards my education, huh? Great, this will really slightly put a dent in the interest in my student loan payments. Uh-huh.
1: It's like, oh, good, I can buy textbooks for a few of my classes.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, ten second prize winners get... Um, or are cursed with a copy of Mario is missing for the SNES. Yep.
1: (laughs) It's educational. It's
0: so educational and fun. Mario's in it. But you also get a, you get a Super Nintendo backpack full of school supplies as well. That's, that's kind of neat. You know, that backpack looks all right. It looks kind of cheap, I will say, but the design's all right. It would be fun to have if you were a kid though. Um, Also just like really like kind of weirdly drawn Mario. Like he mostly looks on model, but he's got like, this I don't like him. Yeah. Tiny he's, smiley little, mouth. Little d- double yeah. Chin. Like,
1: is he double? Is that a mouth or is that like a weird double chin? I don't know. I, it, it, I can't it's probably supposed to be a mouth, I guess, but it,
0: it could literally be either one. Like it's, it's just, it is a strange drawing of Mario that we get to see twice because they've changed the colors and reversed it on the other page.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. But, uh, oh, also, um, 53rd prize winners get a Nintendo Power t shirt. So, you know. The appears to have actually
1: got Nestor on it. So, yeah. that's more like a punishment than anything, really. But, yeah. I mean,
0: really, I think this is just like the, like, t shirt that they gave out as, like, the third prize thing for most of their Players Poll contests for, like, yeah. a long period of time because this is like old model nester right here and like
1: right it is
0: yeah on a very like old school nintendo power layout too i think cover layout so they just ordered a bunch of those t-shirts back in the day and they are still giving them away And yeah, so that uh, takes us to um, around the end of the magazine here. We've got now playing, I guess we have Terminator 2 to look forward to at some point. I'm oh god, that's going to be a great game. Yeah, not holding out a lot of hope for that one, especially given the, the amount of text uh, needed to talk about the bad aspect of it. Um, yeah. Uh, text messages are often difficult to read. Play control is awkward. There's no way to avoid taking hits in the side-scrolling sections. Oh, this sounds great. I'm looking forward to that. This sounds even better than that RoboCop game. And don't we eventually get a Terminator versus RoboCop game? I think we do, yeah. yeah. Uh, We've got some Family Feud. We've got more Wing Commander, which, again, I don't uh, know if that belongs on the yeah, Super Nintendo. Um, I don't know. But, hey, Rock and Roll Racing. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This this upcoming month, I know we've got a lot more games for it than we did for uh, the last one. And I, I think we might be in for a kind of a long month in more ways than one. But we got Yoshi's Safari, um, which I guess means if that's coming up soon, we will need to tackle the Super Scope 6 games. or Sorry, right. Super Scope games eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Seventh Saga, that ought to be interesting We got Rocky Rodent, which is Another one of those mascot It's a mascot platformers. It, yeah.
1: It's, a, it's a, a Little guy with attitude That kind of game uh, He's got a weird haircut And that's the main thing that They can say about him
0: yep. this, And uh, we also got The Wizard of Oz Which, yeah, that's, that's a weird one to <laughs> Uh, it is. I think it is weird that they made a Wizard of Oz game on the Super Nintendo. But
1: Yeah, I don't really get that. Um, I don't know anything about that game, so I have no expectations for it.
0: We will see. And then we got a lot of NES and Game Boy stuff. We've got a four-in-one pack with Domino's. Challenges! Um, nothing really jumping out at me here.
1: Uh, I, They have a challenge for The Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly. Uh, I think playing that game is enough of a challenge that you you know, don't even need to ask me yeah. to
0: do anything. Yeah. We're doubling up on uh, Simpsons cause we also got Bart's nightmare uh-huh. in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. Also, why is it escape from camp deadly? Like, wasn't there actually a Simpsons episode about how awful camp Krusty was? Like, why didn't they just make it I don't, escape from camp crusty?
1: No, I really don't. I don't understand that at all. I, I do know that that game is routinely cited as, like, the worst Simpsons game, so, you know.
0: Wow, and that's that's quite a feat, yeah. given how bad some of those games are. Yeah, yeah, right? I like that for Bart's Nightmare, highest score, only one person even bothered to submit a score for it, so. Oof. yeah. Yeah. Stuff coming up for the future. We got uh, Cool Spot. Yep, they studiously uh, do
1: not mention that it's a 7-Up uh, Adver game. But they do
0: talk a lot about it's legitimately very cool graphics. I mean, and, uh, like they don't talk about it explicitly, but they really shouldn't have to. Like, it's pretty obvious by looking at it. Like, that's the character from the 7-Up can. Yeah, you can even see
1: part of a very large 7-Up can in one of the screenshots.
0: Um, then we got a game based on The Lawnmower Man. Did, yeah. Did that <laughs> even come out?
1: it did actually and it came out on like everything like there are versions of this same game for a bunch of different systems that i haven't personally played but that i've like seen people play on streams and stuff so i kind of know what we're getting in for here and uh it
0: is not pretty oh dear um well let's see we've also got world heroes which um I want to say at least one version of world heroes came out on the SNES. I don't know if we're just getting like vanilla world heroes or if this is world heroes Jet or world heroes. Perfect. Uh, I don't know. They like street fighter. They, they came up with a lot of different versions of it. They tried, um, but yeah, don't expect street fighter here, folks. (laughs) Um, we've got the incredible crash dummies, which I feel like that game is pretty infamous for being bad. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's a kind of famous one. Yeah. yeah.
0: We got act razor two, which kind of removes some of the more interesting aspects from Act yeah, razor don't, one.
1: Don't really get why they did it that way, but I guess we'll see. I don't know how that game is. I've never actually played that one. So yeah. Um,
0: Uh, We've also got Inspector Gadget, which is kind of an interesting one because that show, I don't know if that show is even still in production by this point, but
1: I think it was probably done. But, you know, I guess it was rerun pretty endlessly. So it probably makes some sense to be able to make a game out of it. Um it's a Hudson Soft game, so it's it might be pretty good, actually. So. Yeah,
0: I think that one might end up being all right. Um, I I know I think we played it a long time ago. For we did, yeah, yeah. that's right,
1: we did play it um, in the pre-podcast days.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we, we thought it was all right.
1: We thought it was okay. Yeah. So uh, now the the last game on this list here, Mario and Wario, that did not come out in America, right?
0: It did not. No, so that one we will not be covering uh, unless we do uh, you know an, an import episode at some point which you know who knows maybe we'll do that someday uh we've got another uh flintstones nes game is this the one that's like kind of infamous for being extremely rare like
1: um i think that that is actually escape from dinosaur peak which may be this one just under a different name i'm not sure we're talking about the one i think that was like a blockbuster exclusive right
0: it might have been that that tends to be like what happens with a lot of the more rare Nintendo games as it yeah. turns out like oh yeah it was it was only available at Blockbuster for some reason
1: yeah uh but yeah that might be this game they just call it Flintstones 2 here so it's kind of hard to tell
0: but yeah yeah we got some Game Boy things well, let's see here we've got Legend we've got Arcus Odyssey which I think was something we talked about last time with the the CES coverage I think that was one of those like RPGs that they were trying to translate but it didn't end up happening
1: just didn't end up happening um
0: I could be wrong though I might be misremembering I think uh, the journey home is another no, I one of think- those
1: uh, Journey Home is definitely one of those. I remember that, but I, I think you're right about Arcus as, as well. So. Yep.
0: And hey, then we got uh, Ren and Stimpy game. I, I, I liked Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, the idiots.
1: Me too. Um, there's got to be it. There's got to be an okay Ren and Stimpy game out there somewhere. But there's
0: four of them on the Super Nintendo, so one of them's got to be playable. One of them's got to be okay. Yeah. That'll be fun to get into Ren and Stimpy because we'll have to talk about some real unpleasant stuff. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh-huh. yeah, the uh, the John K sidebar hits a comment. yeah. Um, but hey, there's a mention here of Rhea Systems and their second game, uh, Rex Ronan Experimental Surgeon. These are the people that made Captain Nova, yes, uh, as
0: and, they put it here, a unique game that helped diabetic kids learn how to take care of themselves. I doubt it did that very well, but uh,
1: yeah. Let's, let's keep the fantasy alive. Yeah, the way they describe this Rex Ronin experimental search in game is very, very wild, though.
0: Yeah, I haven't I don't think I've played any other Rhea Systems game, so it'll be interesting to see where they went from Captain Novalin.
1: Well, apparently where they went is in into the body of a a longtime smoker with uh, with with cancer, I guess.
0: Oh, God.
1: Uh, where you have to fight a bunch of tiny robots that the tobacco company has implanted in this man to make sure you do not successfully remove his cancer. So I
0: feel like that is short sighted on the part of the tobacco company. But uh, I
1: agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I like that they that they take the tobacco company is evil. Sort of thing to
1: uh, just the lo- the most extreme, uh, you know, illogical point.
0: conclusion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we 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 want all of our customers to die faster. That's yeah, definitely and for
1: no medical technology to have even a chance of helping them, we just want their deaths.
0: Yeah. Um but but um in any case, like ju- just in case like uh you know our, our, our s-, s snarkiness here is, is um making you wonder, like by all means, absolutely every single tobacco yes, executive, definitely. Uh, definitely. Ever. Um uh, I'll probably need to censor some of that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or as they would say on the uh, Well, There's Your Problem podcast, um, all tobacco executives uh, can have a nice day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kind of brings us to the end of the magazine here, I think. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about these upcoming games?
0: Nah, I, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat pretty soon. Finally, that's
1: Mortal Kombat is going to be in the next issue, which means it, we are going to be talking about it on the show either before or uh, after this. So this might be the time to talk about Mortal Kombat, depending on when it comes up. Uh, Super Empire Strikes Back, we know is coming. And um, those are really the only Super Nintendo games that they they spotlight here in for the next issue. But yeah, you know, uh, this was uh, clearly an issue of the magazine produced in kind of a... Kind of a, uh, a drought, you know? Kind yeah.
0: A- yeah. We, we had the big CES thing last time and, you know, not, not quite as exciting stuff this time around, but yeah, but so we, we you know, the we more really, things
1: change, the more they stay the same, I guess. Yeah.
0: We really got to let folks know about, uh, about the, uh, Mario all stars though. Make sure everybody is, is rebuying their games. Um, something that nintendo would make a habit of a lot going forward yeah and yeah that's uh that's pretty much gonna do it so uh well uh yeah
1: i don't have anything else either so i guess we can wrap it up there so yeah next time uh we're gonna be getting into the first games from september 93 what
0: what uh what are we going to be playing to kick things off we're gonna be talking about alien versus predator We're gonna be talking about oh hey we're gonna be talking about that boxing legends of the ring so we'll be able to find out if it looks as cool as it seems to. All right, wow. And we'll be talking about uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Yeah,
1: that game. could be interesting or dreadful. It's entirely possible for it to be one or the other of those things.
0: Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you want to, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Um Please do that so that I have more than one follower, please. And uh, that's probably the best way to contact me. Uh, but you can also check out Instagram where, uh, as I said, I will try to put in some of the stuff that is missing from the internet archive, uh, copy of the magazine. Uh, again, the handle is at Sinescapades. You can listen to us on all the podcast platforms except for Spotify. And who knows, maybe I'll go crawling back to Spotify next. Um, that'll, that'll be the next thing that I, I undo, uh, after taking my, my strident stand against, uh, certain websites. i We'll just have to make this show even more aggressively leftist and unmonetizable and uh, toxic to advertisers. Uh, Capitalism is bad. Shop good. (laughs) I don't know. There we go. That's, that's, you know, uh,
1: that's the message we want you to carry forward into, into the new, the new month. So, uh, we hope you enjoyed this, and until
0: next time, I am Emu Zero. I'm Steampunk Link. Play it loud. Our intro-outro song is How Now, Brown Cow by TechnoAxe, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty-free at TechnoAxe.com. That's T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E dot com. And name something people clench. Uh, gonna have to go with butt. <laughs> gonna go with the butt.
1: It's butt, right?
0: It's butt cheeks, it's the butt,
1: Yeah.